So, Talia, um, we we have some starter questions for you, uh, just to get you warmed up. Uh, are, are you ready for these hard-hitting questions? It's just a would you rather. <laughs> mm, it sounds good. Ooh, not the sexy voice. It sounds good. You know what? Again? I'm not doing okay. business with you. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Is it me or did it drop a couple of octaves? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let's start. Um... So our first question is, uh, would you rather wrestle The Rock or Kurt Angle? The Rock. Why do you want to wrestle The Rock? The match would be more entertaining. The Rock is really an entertainer, and these, these fans, they want entertainment. They don't want actual wrestling. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, it's, it's right. It's, it's, it is entertainment at the end of the day, so... That's a good point. All right. <laughs> One point for you. <laughs> I'm going to go to the the next question. Would you rather be in a cage match or a TLC match? And TLC for the listeners is table, ladder, and chair match. Mm, this is some fun. Uh, a, t- a TLC match only because... You don't necessarily have to climb all the way to the top of the ladder. Um, my fear is falling to my death. Well, one of my uh, fears is falling to my death. So Big mood. I don't do all that high-flying stuff. That was never my thing. <laughs> so I'm not jumping off mm-hmm. of anybody's 30-foot cage. <laughs> I hear you. I can't even jump in a kiddie pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the last question we have is, would you rather be powerbombed or pile drives? Oh, ooh, ooh. ask me, ask me. Um, no. <laughs> well, I've never taken a pile drive. I have been power bombed, so power bomb. I've okay. I've been on the receiving end of that. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. And it's a safer. What's the move. difference? What's the difference? Um, just for research purposes. A pile driver, if it's done incorrectly, you I mean, well, if anything's done incorrectly, you can hurt yourself. But a pile driver, if it's really done incorrectly, it can it can hurt it can break your neck. Yep. It's a neck it can break mm. it you can break your neck and you really you're depending on the person to protect you. As with a power bomb, the power bomb is more so me protecting myself. Um once I hit the mat. Um all the person is doing in a power bomb is they're guiding you down now if you're being power bombed from something else that's a different story <laughs> like a like a cage or a ladder yeah for example yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah but a power bomb it's more so you protecting yourself as opposed to a power driver where my neck can be broken <laughs> word yeah yeah you don't want that no no yeah we, you can't end your career before it even begins that's that's not Ooh. what we want here <laughs> Sophisticated ignorance. You slide it right in, didn't you? Nope, don't do that. Skirt, skirt. Queen of the block. I am evolving, okay? All right, here we go again. Hey, everybody, what's good? Welcome to Sophisticated Ignorance, the podcast, the show, the program. Thank you all for coming back. Um, hope you all are doing well out there. Today, we have a guest. 
uh, <laughs> a very special guest on our show today. Um, so would you like to introduce yourself? It is the leader of the rock stars. It is your girl, Talia Jeanette. Hello, everyone. Wow. Okay. okay. Full introduction. Hi. Hi, leader of rock stars. Oh. You know what? <laughs> We're going to get into that click later, I'm sure. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> Rove is being shy. Rove knows this young lady from who knows how long ago or how back. When, so. she, when, she, when she was a young spring chicken. Wowzer. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Oh, baby. I just, I just heard the, I heard the ding, ding, ding right in the back. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You know, I'm okay with being old. Like I told you, I'm ready for that early bird special. I'm, I'm ready for you, you, it. You really got to stop saying that, like, proudly. You know what I mean? Why? Like, you say that in confidence to your, to your close friends or... <laughs> to your IG green circle. I'm, you don't you don't just say that I, to the world. I am also speechless right now. So you guys go ahead and continue the conversation because there's a lot of ageism going on. So. Uh, you don't play victim. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun episode already. I can just smell it. Um, can you smell what we're cooking? And the answer is yes. Uh, yes. I, see did. I see what you did there. It's going to be a lot of puns. You you stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so today we have Talia on the show. And uh, as you guys have probably guessed already, um, you are a professional amateur wrestler. Yeah? Is that the, the I like proper that. Thing? I like that. Uh, I, am, I, I like to say I'm a semi-retired pro wrestler, early pro wrestler, because I didn't fully, fully... You know, we'll get into that. I just like to say I'm semi-retired okay, yeah. right now. We'll get into that. Se so. Semi-retired. Okay. Semi-retired professional. We'll see the progression in the episode. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Gotcha. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about the semi-retired part, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, we invited you on the show because we want to get to know a little bit about you. Give us some insight in that wrestling industry that you're in and, you know, just, you know, pick your brain about a whole bunch of other things about wrestling and get your insights and thoughts. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, man, thank where do we begin? <laughs> where do we begin? I mean, rest, like for me, I have I personally have not watched wrestling in a long time. Um, the last thing about wrestling for me was, you know, watching with my brother and cousin uh, as we would either like play wrestle in my bedroom or, you know, oh. my brother and my cousin, they had, like, a little amateur wrestling a moment um, a couple oh. years ago. And, you know, every, like, as being the younger brother, um, every time there would be a wrestling move on TV, I would definitely be the test dummy on that one. So, <laughs> there was many, was, there were many days of, yo, let me try something real quick, or yo, let me do this. And I would <laughs> either be two toes up in the air, or being flung around somehow, and... That was pretty much my childhood. Um, <laughs> but um, for you, Talia, uh, give us a little insight about how you got into wrestling and, you know, like, what was that like? Um, well, I, I was one of those kids. I grew up in the Attitude Era. So that was your, you know, your Stone Coles, your Ox, your D-Generation X, that group of people. 
Mm. And I was always the girl that I hung out with the guys. So similar to you, I was always the girl like, let me choke slam you. Let's do, Ooh. let's do. <laughs> this was at school? Yeah, we, we were wild. In we high, wild. In high school, yeah. No, course. this grade school. What? Grade school. Shout out oh, to 335. Okay. Shout out to everybody that went to Revel T. Woods. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel my dad was the one who got me started. Like, he allowed me to watch wrestling. So, like, I would watch Sunday Night Heat. Like, this is when, yeah, throwback. The Sunday Night Heat, when SmackDown used to come on Channel 9 on Thursdays and all yeah. of that. So, I just grew up watching it, and I've always wanted to do it. But, you know things happen like you get drawn to other things like I played basketball all throughout school so I never knew like you had to go to school to learn how to wrestle like I thought you just did it type of situation <laughs> like oh like I'm gonna just go to, to what was it that they had I think it was OVW that was their training facility originally so I'm like oh you just go there sign up and they you just wrestle but lo and behold like it's a whole like training you have to go through <laughs> in order to really get into it unless you're what they call a backyarder which is something completely wild um and then after I graduated with my bachelor's I was like I had the time to do it and I found somewhere and then that's how I got started okay when did uh wrestling become a dream for you instead of like or was it a hobby turned into a dream or is it a dream that's a hobby I would say a little bit of both. Um, wrestling was just always my personal escape. Like, that was my thing. Like, I always come home, like, make sure I made time to watch wrestling no matter what I was doing. Like, I got to watch Raw. I got to watch NXT. I got to watch Impact. I got to watch this. got to watch that. So I always made the time to watch it. And I'm like, well, now's the time. Let me see if I can actually do it. And I had just happened to ask around on Facebook one day, like, I, I think I had made a post asking, are there any schools in New York? And I had interviewed at three, well, two and a half, because one school, the trainer wasn't there. So I, I interviewed technically at two schools and then went from there. Where did you go to school for wrestling? So initially, the three schools that I interviewed at in one school, I don't really like to give them a lot of publicity, but I will make sure I give you guys the insight. And then this will probably be the last time I ever talk about this school again. So initially, I had interviewed at um, WUW, which is Johnny Rod's Hall of Famer, Johnny Rod's school in Brooklyn. Johnny Rods talked me to death for three hours about absolutely nothing. I, I respect the man, but he talked me to death for three hours about <laughs> Samoans, and that was mm. it. This man oh. has a deep, deep, deep-rooted passion about the Samoans, and I is, was just... Is confused. he Samoan? No. Johnny Rods, I believe, okay. is Puerto Rican. <laughs> Not to be confused. Um, and then after I left Johnny Rods, the interview with him, which I mean, was pretty cool. Like I said, he's a very cool guy. I went to House of Glory in Queens and I waited for Brian, who was the one of the trainers next to Amazing Red. 
and I'll I'll go back to that. Um, Brian never showed up, and I said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna leave because I was waiting almost an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm gonna leave. I have things to do, have work to tend to, and then I ended up going to Staten Island, and I found a school that was about forty minutes past where I went to college at, which was very interesting. <laughs> and I ended up at that school. Now, why do you why do you think you had to go all the way to Staten Island to to find like your your core? I don't think it was necessarily to quote unquote find my core. It was the price was slightly more affordable because you do have to pay a tuition like any school you go to. You have to pay a tuition yeah. or fee. Um and it was literally, like, when I tell you it was literally behind my college, I'm like, okay, I know where I'm at. I know how to get there. The trainer was there. It worked itself out. Um, so that's how I ended up out there for that time being. Got you. But Isn't y'all, that ironic? Y'all want, y'all want the tea. That's what y'all want. Y'all, y'all, do y'all want the tea? I don't even know. I don't even know what type of recipe is out there. What your tea is? If it's I diet Pepsi, if I it's Lipton, if it's Earl Grey, whatever it is, it's fine. All right, you like, know what? What is? If you pour what is it that we should know? Yeah. What is your next question? And then we'll get into that because the next question may lead into like the whole journey from school to school. Because I've actually attended two schools in my very short wrestling career. Gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, let's just start with, uh, I guess, the first school you attended. We just, you know, um, we're just curious about, like, what was the beginning process like? Like, how was training? Like, you know, what was the beginning steps there for you? Okay, so after I had the initial, you know, interview, I think I went back the following week for my first day of training, and I was a nervous wreck. You know, you don't, you don't know what you're about to get into. You don't know what you're about to put your body through. And I believe my first night, it was only, I think it was three other girls there. Mm. Yeah. I think at that time I was, I was one of four girls there out of maybe 15, 20 students at the time. Mm. Four of us were girls. Got you. And I, I, for one, I don't, I always say I like to wrestle guys because the guys will, you know, they kind of, they don't go easy on you. Like, cause mm-hmm, the men mm-hmm. are always trying to prove a point. So it's like, okay. I, funny enough, trying to keep up with everybody. I think my first and my second night I actually pulled my groin trying Yikes. to, yeah. Trying to keep up with them during the drill. So it was a rough first week, but I survived it. Um, just trying to learn how to fall properly. I think that was my my biggest issue was learning how to fall maybe the first three weeks. And it took a guy barreling through me to teach me how to fall properly. Like they, they try to tell you, hold the rope and just let go and fall back or they'll have somebody trip you. It took a guy going back and forth on the ropes and he just ran into me. And I learned how, how to How big are back. these guys? Um, I mean, most of the guys were my size. I think we had a few guys that might have been a little bit bigger. Um, to let Johnny Rod tell it, I'm quote unquote a very big girl. So, and I thought he was 
trying to call me fat, but he meant height wise. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very offended when he said You're about that. to square up on him? <laughs> yeah, he was like, Yeah, you're you're a very big girl. And I'm like, Did he just call me fat? Wow. But he meant height wise. And then yes. the, so the these three, guys are like six foot, three hundred pounds or what? Like I wouldn't say three hundred pounds. Three hundred pounds is pushing it, but like it, everybody was different size. Like the guys that I like I still hang out with till this day. Are like my size just more muscular um mm. one of my train like two of my trainers actually there was three trainers at that school two of them were bigger than me the other one who made my life a miserable hell was a short stubby fat guy um and i was i had height over him as opposed to size so mm-hmm. yeah that complex uh, probably, probably. It's, he has a no, lot of issues. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah yep. So, I I was at this particular school for a year, give or take. Okay. About a year, and I got put in a in a stable. For those who don't know, it's pretty much just a group. And mm. I was initially a manager because I wasn't, you know, like it, it takes time for them to figure out who your first match will be against, you know, are you ready to be in a, in a match in front of a crowd? So I was doing a lot of um, studio tapings that we would have on the weekends for like our family and friends before we had gotcha. massive crowds. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at this particular promotion, I had three or three or four actual matches in front of like on a show. And, um, you know, we had one, one day we had a studio taping and I had a match against my tag partner at the time. Shout out to TK. I had a match with him and I thought the match went fine. The other wrestlers in the back thought the match went fine. My trainer, he had a fit. When I tell y'all he ripped this match on the internet he ripped it on a radio interview like completely trashed the match and it was crazy because our other trainer was the one who approved this match he approved this match the head trainer he lost his he lost his mind on us and is that something that usually happens no i i personally feel this this particular trainer, he just really, he had it out for me, I feel, for a number of reasons. And I just, because I was confused. When I tell y'all, I don't okay. know. Keep it light. We don't got insurance or lawyer fee, so keep it light. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he just had it out for me and ended up, um, my partner left the school. I left the school. He, The trainer likes to say he, he kicked us out. We left. I never went back. Um, but unfortunately, it did, um, and this is like just the dark side of wrestling when you're getting bashed. Like people don't realize how hard it is to be one to be black in wrestling, and then two to be black and be a woman in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's really rough. So, um, this is why I don't like to give that particular school a lot of shine. So I ended up leaving, and then I went to House of Glory, which is the the second school I interviewed at. And I tell people all the time, Red saved my life. I I love Red to death. 
um, I have nothing but good to say about that man. Like, mm. Amazing Red really saved me from myself and took me out of a really dark place I was in. And he, when I tell you, motivated me just everything. He, Red was just, like, literally, he is amazing. Like, that's no pun intended. He is really, really dope. Like, that man deserves all his flowers while he is still here. Word, word. That's what's up. <laughs> and see, you know, it's funny because, you know, as far as I know, I mean, most of us, you know, who watch wrestling or a part of that, you see the drama happen, you know, on stage or in the ring. And that's obviously, it's exaggerated at best. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some real beefs out there, but for the most part, it's, it's exaggerated for the audience. But you are really going through some like behind the scenes, wild, unscripted shit that, yeah. you know, most people wouldn't even imagine. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm happy that you were able to find a school that at least accepted you. And yes, a, a black woman in wrestling, you know, is definitely in the sense of respect mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff is definitely at the bottom of the list. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to kind of navigate that for the most part and kind of, you know, make your path in a way. Um, so I think we all kind of want to know. So that match that you described before, was that your first match or what would you consider like your first match and how did that go? Um, so my, like my very first match on a show, um, was against a 13 year, I think Chris was 13 years into the business mm -hmm. and I felt it was an okay match. Like he, he did his best to guide me with me, not really knowing what I was doing. Um, I like to say Chris gave me this DDT that changed my life. <laughs> um, oh like no like and it's funny because I, I i have the like a picture of me when he hooked me and threw me into the mat and i'm just like oh my god like my face just ate canvas so oh his face is back and so it was just it was i awful. i i'm like ooh it was just all canvas um, do you know what a ddt is i'm sorry real quick Robin, do you know what a ddt is it's not it's not hot. I'm, I'll tell you right now. It's not. I think you dropping it like it's hot. Yeah. I, I just no, ate no. walking. My face just went straight to Matt. That's what it was. All right. Well, explain <laughs> what a DDT is, because I sure I'm, I'm not the only person. Last well, time I watched wrestling, Shane McMahon was getting hung off the the side rails. And... Shane McMahon <laughs> was trying to kill himself, bro. At that point, pretty really? much, you're either your head, your neck is being hooked. And depending on the person giving it, they're either hooking your neck or they're hooking both of your arms. I, unfortunately, was on the end of a double arm hooked DDT. Oh, gosh. The worst kind. So. <sighs> Sounds again, like you experienced that. <laughs> a lot a lot of wrestling, what people don't realize is that people like to say it's fake and that aggravates my soul. It touches a different mm -hmm. nerve in me because it's not fake. I can't fake no. two concussions. I can't fake pulling my groin. I can't fake tearing a calf muscle. Like you can't fake a lot of things. The only thing that's fake is the outcome of the matches. And maybe every now and then, like you, if you're a really good wrestler, like this wasn't a skill that I had, but I've, I've worked with a lot of people where they don't have to go over the match. They do what's called calling it on the fly like they could just get in the ring and just go right 
me, I was okay. one of those people. I'm like, I need to know what this, what we're doing here, what we're doing here, what's <laughs> this part, what's that part, mm -hmm. and does it make sense? That's that's the person I was in the ring. But you have like, I've worked with so many guys where they were just like, we're just gonna get in the ring and do this. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just go. Right, so, yeah. pretty much like, but again, like that that came with time, and unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to like really learn it that skill mm. unfortunately so that's that's how that works gosh and you still went back after your first match Whew. yeah I, I i wrestled for two and a half years i i so i did fortunately enough i got to do some wwe stuff that that is one thing i can say in that very short-lived time I got to the mountaintop that everybody aspires to get to. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. Like, I had three days with them. Most of it was spent in catering, which is what a lot of people don't realize. Like, when you get signed to WWE, people spend so much time in catering that when they're not on TV. Like, the people you don't see on TV regularly, they're sitting in catering. The catering so, is... We're, can you, can sorry, you briefly... Is it food catering? Yeah. Yeah, yes, can you briefly so describe what catering is? It's an area backstage. It's all the food. It has a TV so you can watch the matches as they're happening. Um, so we spent a lot of time there. And I also spent a lot of time like in the area that they call Gorilla. That's where you pretty much right before you go onto the main ramp. That's where like production is. So I stood like in that area for a while. Like if I wasn't sitting down eating, I'm like, oh, and they, you know, they didn't give any restrictions. Like they didn't tell us we couldn't be back there. So it was cool to like watch the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I did get to, what did I do for that? So the Monday night that I was there, I got to do the conga line with No Way Jose when he was still signed. The SmackDown show, I had a dark match. And that's partially why I stopped wrestling. Um, we had a triple threat match. And I received a suplex, which is pretty much the girl picked me up. She threw me. And my left side mm. went numb. Oh, no. Yeah. And she's like, Talia, move out the way. I'm like, girl, I can't. You got to roll me out the way because I can't feel my left side. Mm. And then the pay-per-view... I was a seat filler during, oh my God, what match was it? The This is when Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman were feuding. Oh, I, was a, I know I was, <laughs> I was a seat filler for that match. Um, you know, just when you have matches where the wrestlers are going into the crowd and like say they, you know, they need to grab a fan or they need to get somewhere and they don't want actual, you know, people getting hurt. People there, <laughs> yeah, like... Um, I think Bobby had grabbed one of the, the seat fillers and he like kind of tossed him down the stairs. Mm. Like it was hilarious the way he grabbed him. And like, again, the pictures from the guy's face and everything from like his reaction from being thrown was classic. So, <laughs> so I did that. So like, it was, a, it was a really dope three days, but I tell people it's like, it's not really the hype you would think it is. Um, like, unless you're a top, person in WWE and you're constantly on TV, you're sitting in the back, you know, kind of really just hanging out at that point. 
So I think the indie scene is a little bit more fun than WWE is to me personally. Right, for sure. I, I get that because, I mean, especially with these bigger corporations, you know, there's just a lot going on, stuff like that. With the indie ones, you know, you can interact with the crowd more, you know, there's mm -hmm. a little bit more uh, And you have more creative freedom too, yeah. You definitely exactly. have a lot more creative freedom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely much more creative freedom. I, I, as I said, when my brother and my my cousin was doing it like they went to a wrestling school out in New Jersey and you know I remember that you know we would take the train out and watch them kind of like do their thing and I just remember like the matches were so energetic because you know once again it was a smaller crowd and you know they had the you know the freedom to kind of like be their own characters and make up their own thing and mm -hmm. stuff like that it wasn't someone telling you like all right this is your shtick this is what you got to do this is what it is so um yeah i totally agree with you in that indie the indie but way. in regards to that jumping in even though i'm not <laughs> a, a wrestler per se i feel as though if i wanted to get into wrestling i'm the type of person where you have to tell me what i need to do so maybe some people like that i know a lot of wrestlers want their own voice but sometimes when you see the ones that quote unquote simp and just go with the flow, with the money flow. And maybe they just like being told what your script is. What are you supposed to do? How are you going to lose this match? How are you going to win this match? How many times you have to fall before you <laughs> even get uh, a promo or, or opener into the ramp for the next, uh, you know, stage? I don't know. Okay, so, no. So, with, so, again, with WWE, I don't know how it works for, like, and it's sad because I have a lot of friends on that work for AEW and I should know this, but as far as WWE goes, they have what are called agents and producers that pretty much say if Sasha Banks and Natalia have a match, like those are the first two names that came to mind. I don't know. I mean, I love Sasha Banks, but I don't know why Natalia came to mind. If they have a match, you have say Devon Dudley, who's a producer backstage mm. he tells them pretty much okay this is who's going who's going to win in this match this is the time limit this is what y'all need to do in this match this is the parts that y'all need to get over mm -hmm. everything else it falls on the wrestlers like what moves we're going to do how we're going to do this and how we're going to get to this point right. on the indie scene it's completely different that's it's just up to you and the person you're wrestling to figure out everything. Like all they're going to tell you is, okay, this person is going to win. That's it. They're not telling you. And you have eight minutes. That's it. You're just getting the person that's winning and the time limit. They're not telling you what you need to do in your match. So gotcha. uh, again, yeah. for me, like when I started, like when I started like going to other States to wrestle the stable that I was in, one of the, one of the guys, like, he would be on the same shows. I would have him pretty much agent my matches and tell me, okay, I'm like, bro, like, what do you think we should do in this match? Like, my last match, thank God for him because it it was going to be a mess had he not really, you know, helped, helped and told us, like, what would make sense here, what to do here, how we should do this. And it worked out, thankfully, like, just from the tips that he gave us, it worked out so Again, on the indie scene, you got way, way more creative freedom, but sometimes the creative freedom makes no sense in certain matches. <laughs> so, loosely translated, indie is more Gemini and WWE is more for a girl because it's very structured. Got it. 
Wow. I how did you not mean, how how not did me. you bring distortion to this? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't totally necessarily disagree about her Gemini comment, but that's another story for another day. D- don't don't support this because don't, it don't makes sense. Her on. And it makes Please sense don't. for the listeners I mean, who I'm are also, listening because they can I'm get it. I'm they an Earth sign too. I'm totally oh, an Earth sign, and the structure is the very structure is important. Yes. Any the structure, sign, structure is very important. Is important. It just makes and sense. Just having things all over the place is something definitely Gemini-ish, but I'm not even going there. I just wanted something that the audience could relate to, and I know a I ton see. of people would get it for sure. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time, oh every time we have an opportunity to sneak in a sign, Roby's out there. You have to. You have to. Whatever. Okay, so my question is, why do you think shows like Total Divas showcase more reality versus wrestling when it comes to women wrestlers? For the record, I hate Total Divas. Okay, it's recorded. This is recording. Just for just <laughs> for the record, I hated that show. Um, but see, shows like that, again, being a woman wrestler unfortunately you're not going to be looked at off the bat for your wrestling skills you could be the greatest you could be a freaking lufisto a jordan grace a mercedes martinez they're not looking at you off the rip for your skills as much as you want to be respected for it they are going to look at you for your looks first and your skills Mm -hmm. after and Mm -hmm. and thankfully with the the times we're in now the wrestling is looked at a little bit more than what you look like, but that total sure. divas era nonsense that that whole section of time, that was a, a whole look thing. Like when WWE was just hiring models just to wrestle at one point. Ooh, it, is that what it is? No, yeah, for that's, real. No, uh, that's what, uh, Sable. What's Sable was mm-hmm. a model. Kelly mm-hmm. Kelly was a model. Um. Long legs, you know what I'm talking Mar- about. Stacy Keebler was a model. Marie model started off as a model. A lot of you the, can't the say China's a, a model. China did not start off as a model. China was I know a she legit did. bodybuilder. China was a legit and, bodybuilder and was trained by Killer Kowalski. So, and she was she wrestling was, overseas. I'm trying everywhere. to see if she's gonna fall for the trap. Nah, the trap. <laughs> no, it, so it was just like they. And, like, it was funny because um, there was a, a documentary about Luna, and it, it was quoted that she was told by Vince McMahon himself when she wrestled Sable, if she messed up Sable's face in any way, she was going to be fired. Wow. So, again, your looks at first, how you look, how skimpy your gear is, and then maybe if you can wrestle. Mm. so that that's like just with the whole like and don't get me wrong like you have people on total people like your naomi's that can actually wrestle natalia who can actually wrestle what about eva next question Ooh! <laughs> wow 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 next question there's that that's an answer <laughs> next question is an answer let that record reflect <laughs> Right. Well, I'm not doing know. this with Vern today. I'm not. I refuse to do this with her. <laughs> I got my professional 
on and everything. <laughs> Professional or childish? Which one? A <laughs> little bit of both. Mm. I feel like it's a lot of team up going on, so I'm just. It's a two on one. <laughs> the handicap match. Definitely. <laughs> Feeling like a Chris Jericho fight, out here. Fight back, Yikes. burn. Fight back. <laughs> <laughs> fight back. Word. Oh, baby. Speaking of fighting back, um, you know when when it comes to. Um, you know, the things that you've learned in the ring and the things that you've done. Um, what would you say what would you say is like your most difficult thing that you had to learn, you know, while you were training or just in general? Like what was more the more difficult things? Um Wow. I would say taking criticism. I mean that's me personally. I I feel if the criticism isn't very constructive it's bothersome to me like it's one thing to tell me okay your match was bad here's what we have to fix but like I like I said my previous trainer like he would tell me he was like your match sucked and I'm like whoa bro you're supposed to be a teacher like tell me what was wrong with the match instead of just going off so like I realized like I had to stop being like it, it definitely desensitized me a lot which it was good in a sense but it was bad in hindsight because it made me very desensitized to life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, kind of, you translated it out the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it was just like, and again, I, I was also, I was teaching for 10 years. So it was just like, I would just be like, get criticized at work. And I'm like, bro, shut up. Like what? <laughs> so I think that was the hardest thing. Like people be like, Oh, you don't think the physical aspect of it was hard. I'm like, the physicality of wrestling is hard in itself, especially with me because I'm asthmatic. So my cardio was nowhere where it needed to be. But I'm like, as far as being like the tossed around, like once you learn how to fall and you know what that pain feels like, you're like, all right, you, you block that out. Like, okay, I know this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a little bit. I'm going to be in pain when I wake up in the morning, but I'll get over it. But like the criticism, like people people online are so mean like i would yeah. read youtube comments and i'm like oh my god this is horrible like yep so like you just yeah. learn how to just you develop tough skin that's what that was the biggest thing i had to learn well well not people clotheslining your confidence yeah your... heavy head pile driving <laughs> your confidence like damn bro you're Yikes. working stiff bro you're working real stiff <laughs> Oh man, well, I'm glad you were able to overcome the haters. Because <laughs> there's haters in every corner, pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rove, do you have another question for our superstar over here? Yeah, I do. Um, let me know how did you think of your wrestling name? Mm, that's a good one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, what okay. is your wrestling name? My wrestling name is Talia Jeanette. Okay, what's your wrestling name? Bro, girl, come on. No, that is. <laughs> I'm joking. It's like, is that your How legal did you first name? Vern knows my government name. Okay, so <laughs> the first school I was at, they didn't, the trainer, I was just going to use, so I'm in, I'm in a sorority. Vern and I are in the same sorority. I was going to use my sorority name, which is Tsunami. And Ooh. the trainer didn't like it. 
for whatever oh, reason. Boo. Yeah. He, <laughs> again, like I say, he was like the biggest hater ever. He didn't like that. So he told me, he's like, oh, figure out a different name. So the three guys that I was managing at that school, we literally sat down with a list of names. And one of the guys I managed, our gimmick was we were siblings. So his name was um, TK Luther. So we were trying to find something to kind of play with that. So initially, my initial name was Elizabeth Jeanette. I personally didn't like Elizabeth. I was like, yeah, I was, and we ran with it for like a little bit. And I'm like, bro, I don't like the way that sounds. It doesn't work. I'm like, TK, EJ, I don't like it. We got to figure something else out. So we went back to this list of names and the Jeanette part sucks. I'm like, I like the Jeanette part. We just got to figure out a different name for the first part. So we went through Elizabeth. That is giving Jersey vibes. <clears throat> Sorry to interject. Not Jersey. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Not Jersey. So we went through. We went through Elizabeth, Ebony, Mahogany. It was. Mahogany. It was probably about. Yeah, it was like twenty names on this list. I have no clue. Like, I think Talia might have been at the bottom of this list. And I said, "Bro, how about we just use this Talia name?" So it'll be TK and TJ. And it just stuck. Um, and then the only gripe that I had was that I had a few ring announcers that would not pronounce my shit right. Like they would call me Talia. Talia. I'm like, bro, that's not how I told you how that's pronounced. That's not how it's pronounced. It's Talia. Talia. <laughs> Very simple and to the point. So that, like, it was no, like, it was just literally us just brainstorming it. Like, it was no real thought process behind it. We just kind of tried to pick what sounded good behind it, and it's it's stuck. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Vixen, what would your wrestling name be? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. I don't... No, when I was when I was I wasn't prepared for that. When I was a, I I wasn't either. (laughs) (laughs) When I was younger, um, when I was younger, I used to when I was doing like bedroom wrestling with my cousin and brother. Bedroom wrestling, not Swanton bombing off the bed. Definitely Swanton bombing (laughs) off the bunk bed. Yes, big vibes. That I'm surprised we didn't get more hurt back then. Um, I used to just take the first letter of my name and just slap it on a popular wrestler. Um, and that was how I generated a name. It was really bad. I wasn't creative back then. Um, <laughs> so I would even know what my wrestling name would be, but, um, oh, we all know Rove's wrestling name. Well, oh, how do you know? What is it? Right. What is it's it? Rovey Rude, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. I'm weak. You're weak because it's good. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It definitely does. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I like spicy tigress. Oh, God. That's that's a bit complicated. All right. Everything got to be spicy with her. Everything got to be spicy with her. Spicy tigress? That that sounds like a superhero name. But it doesn't matter. Let's just move on. Um, But real quick, uh, Talia. So... 
Um, just curious to know, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, early in the episode about, you know, being a black woman in the industry and the business. So, um, for you, you know, do you feel that, you know, when you were wrestling and you did have a crowd, do you feel like you kind of inspired anyone in the crowd or changed people's perceptions about, uh, you, or I guess just black women in wrestling in general in the crowd? Like, how do you um, feel like you've made an my- impact? My thing was always to kind of not fall into the stereotypical black character, which I feel that's what, you know, the first school was trying to make me out to be once I, um, cause I, my first match, I debuted as a baby face, which, which is a quote unquote good guy. Mm-hmm. And then I got put with a heel stable. So I turned heel and was a bad guy. Wow. Um, and that's always easy. Being a bad guy, you don't have to do much. Um, be, just just be yourself no yeah pretty much pretty much just on a thousand i do recall we had a birthday party show and the the one thing i and i it's, it's crazy because i have the picture on my wall somewhere it's like i have a ton of pictures on my wall but i have a picture of this little girl this little black girl and she mm-hmm. goes she came up to me and she goes I want to do what you're doing. How can I be like you? And that was probably like, just as a, as a teacher, that meant more to me than being a wrestler, because that's how I felt growing up, looking at Jackie, looking at jazz. I'm like, you know, you didn't like, I didn't have a lot of girls who looked like me growing up Mm -hmm. while I was wrestling. But like now they got so many girls. You got Jade, you got Naomi, you got Sasha, you got Bianca. um, You got Tasha Steele. Like, Right now, there are five, six black women who have main title belts right now. Gotcha. So that's that's a huge deal. Um, and and you know, like at some point, I feel they do try to kind of like, especially if you're playing a bad guy, they try to make you fall into the stereotypical ghetto black girl type of gimmick. Mm. And it's like, bro, you don't have to fall into that to be a heel. Like, you can be like how, like Jazz was and Jazz still is. Jazz, Auntie Jazz, that's what I call her. <laughs> Auntie Jazz, <laughs> when I tell you she just be willing to beat everybody ass, like, she, she's dope. Like, I repped one of her last matches. She's so dope in real life. Like, and it's crazy because when you meet these women behind the scenes, they're like, yo, like, your gimmick and who you are in real life don't match at all. But like, yeah, Auntie Jazz, actor. <laughs> Auntie Jazz is the real. She's the real deal, though. She's the, the definitely the real deal. So, yeah, I think that was probably like the biggest one of the biggest moments for me was definitely when that little girl came up to me and said she wanted to be like me. That's very sweet. You and didn't mention Cameron at all. What? Next question, please. <laughs> she didn't mention Cameron and you know if those <laughs> listeners know who Cameron is in the you know the wrestling space but uh we didn't get a mention of her any 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 uh next next question I, I think, I think, we, I think that was the answer <laughs> the answer was next question I, Ooh, I, I think so I, it, uh I already know who she don't and don't like all right got it in the in the great all words right. of, of of you know she said what she said Period. Okay. And on that, <laughs> let's get up with our, uh, our last question. 
This is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, just 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 take it, okay? What is your finishing move and would you use it in the bedroom? Hey yo, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh yes, we went there. Oh yes. Wow. Um The people wanna know. No, they don't. <laughs> and, um Rove, Rovi's the people, by the way. Oh, oh, throw me under the bus again, because my my wrestling style, like there's various styles of wrestling. My my style of wrestling, I was more of a brawler. So my Mm. finishing move was very simple. Bedroom bully. What? (laughs) You know what? Please continue. (laughs) I can't. My My finishing move was the classic DDT. All right. Um, I was initially, before I got injured, I was working on a tornado suplex DDT. Um, a tornado suplex. Oh, shit. That's what I was working on. And it looked dope. But unfortunately, I never got to use it on anyone because mm. a lot of the girls that I was Outside or inside the bedroom? Outside, Reverse. Goodness gracious. Behave. A, the full government. Ooh. A lot of... Um, a lot of girls that I, I would work were smaller than me and couldn't properly base me for it. Again, I'm 5'9", so again, according to Johnny Ross, that's very big for a female wrestler. Mm-hmm. So a lot of girls couldn't base me for it, so I just never got to use it, so I just stuck with my DDT. Um, my signature was a Northern Light suplex. My bridge was sick, and I think that's partially why my neck is also messed up, because all my suplexes ended in a neck bridge. Yeah. Mm. Um. Would I DDT someone in the bedroom? I don't know if he's into that. Sure. <laughs> if that's what he likes, <laughs> I don't. I don't judge. Vixen, you but, have a finishing but, move. I I do not have a finishing move. <laughs> that's not where I, I thought that question was going. <laughs> me neither. And would you um, use I it in the bedroom? I don't have a finishing move. Um, Are you being coy? I'm not being coy. I just I don't have a finishing move. You know what I mean? Like, what is a finish? Like, I don't have a finisher move. Um, my my bones crack. Uh, I am <laughs> not that my joints are aching. <laughs> uh, any type of finishing move will finish me. Uh, so um, I, I certainly. That's how I feel too now. <laughs> that's how I feel now too. <laughs> Got to be very careful. Um, <laughs> um, so yes, no no finishing move for me, but. Speaking of finishers, thank you, Talia. This was fun. This was a good. This was a good conversation. You didn't ask me what mine was. Oh, oh we God. all know what yours is. What is it? No, the no, the world, the world really wants to know because I don't know. <laughs> mm, My finishing move. Oh boy, is the stink face. All right, yep, and on that, that note, sounds about, and on that, that, that note. <laughs> That sounds about accurate. That takes people out every single time. <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of the stink face, and let me tell you, that finisher, oh! no one can do. It. <laughs> okay? wow. That wow. is one, two, three, ding, 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 ding right. right. First of all, people do the stink face all the time, so. But that is your special move, okay? No one can do it like you, Rove. No, Rashiki can, but. Wowzer. That Rashiki is that is or Rakishi. Rakishi. Definitely Rakishi. You know him. 
We do- well, I know how to do it. I don't know how to say it, but I know how to do it. How about that? You- and everybody be doing it. You know how to do Talia. the Rakishi finisher move where he where you, you just said ass- that it's been done to you. You literally no, the, just said the stink, that. The stink face is different than the actual move. Okay. All right. I feel that like this whole episode, I've been, I've, I've been double, t- I've been double teamed this whole episode. I was fight back. To nice conversation. <laughs> fight back. I'm, not, I'm a lover, fight not back. a fighter. I'm not, I'm not into wrestling. Fight back. I'm a lover. Sorry. Right. I didn't practice in the bedroom wrestling when I was younger, like some people. Who, who, who are you referring to? I'm just saying. So, um, as we wrap up, Talia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, since we got to know you a little bit met better now, um, you're going to give us two truths and a lie, and Vixen and I will decide which is the lie, and the winner uh, gets to pick what the loser wears for next week's episode. Oh, Isn't damn! That cheeky. That's not fair. You've known me for how many years? That's really not fair to him. It's not. It's a, it's a big disadvantage. But you, you gotta know what? be creative. And guess what? I'm one and zero oh now. One and oh. I so. see. All right. Um, damn, two truths and a lie. Okay, give me a second. That's going to be hard. Um, One thousand. Okay. Um, I've been scuba diving. I've met boys to men. And. What you said, two truths and a lie? Yes. And I've been mountain climbing in Denver before. That's a bit too specific. Mm. You said I've been too specific? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the mountain climbing in Denver is a bit specific. Uh, I'm going to say, what was the first one again? I've been scuba diving. You need to remember. Oh, you wow. told them? Wow. No, that's not the answer. I'm just asking what it was. <laughs> so scuba diving, I've met boys to men, and I've been mountain climbing in Denver. You didn't let me pick. He was supposed to pick. No I'm one, get, no one chose yet. Yeah, nobody. Oh, she, okay. She's just saying wow, the choices again. Wow, you being okay. that, that defensive. No, you go first. Go on. Go I'm on not, no, it's your turn. Nope, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my god. Like the whole episode. Right. I'm going to say um, the 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 boys to men is the lie. Okay, Reverend. I'm going to agree with my co-host. That's a first. Aww, I just wanted I'll to be on the, the same playing field. <laughs> so, so y'all think I'm lying about boys to men? I mean, yes. All right. Final answer. Survey says. Talk about dragging this. The scuba diving was a lie. I don't do the ocean. I know you don't do that. Wow. But I wanted to be fair with him. I didn't want to assume that's that why you I got were mad. like a typical That's why I got person. mad when you said you know it. I, mean? I was like, ugh. I, was I like, didn't want to assume. I ain't going to say nothing <laughs> on Facebook that I've seen. I think I met, I met boys to men, I think the same year I met Vern. Huh. Or it might have been the year before. Well, no, it was the year I met I, I, I wouldn't have known that. There it is. That's fine. Funny enough, well, we both think, lost. High five. Funny enough, I think it was when Boom. we were coming to Binghamton. That was the same the day we met boys and men, the day we came to Binghamton. And we chased them that, into Trump International Hotel. 
What a time to be alive. Hmm. Wow. Huh? Okay. That's right. a time to be alive. Right. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Talia, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experiences and letting us know what the insight is in regards to wrestling and, you know, going through your struggles and having an opportunity to let us know what the real tea is mm-hmm. and just letting us into your life a little bit. And we appreciate you here Thank on the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let the you audience know where we can find you. Give Drop all your, oh, your handles. Um, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. It's Talia Jeanette zero one, all one word, no, no spaces. My YouTube is Talia Jeanette. My Snapchat is Ace of Havoc zero one. My Facebook is Talia Jeanette. I think well, that's well, it. My well, TikTok is Talia Jeanette zero one. The, the, the Snapchat. I'm assuming you've had that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's Snapchat. Is yeah. Ancient. It, it's giving my space, but yes, we we wow, that, that was ju- that was judgment. Oh, that was no judgment. Judge- oh, no judgment at all. No shade. That was not my finisher move. <laughs> no, it was. No, 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 it no. was. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. Wow. That was judgment. No, I just like the. I think me and Rofe heard the name and was like, oh, that's. that's no, I've unique. heard that name before. I've okay. heard that name before. <laughs> It was it was you. I was just hyping up your reaction. I see. See, we are uh, in sync. We're in sync. What a good co-host. Look at that. Well, thank thank you. Thank you for that. I feel seen. <laughs> well, yes. Uh thank you again, Tali, for joining us. If you wanna see me and Rovi wrestle week by week, uh you could uh watch us. <laughs> Uh, and listen on our uh, podcast platforms. It's that the secondhand SoundCloud, <laughs> SoundCloud um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you could check us out on social media. Uh, this podcast social media, which is on Instagram and on Twitter and on TikTok as well. Uh, you can also catch me and Rovi on our respective uh, social media platforms as well. And yeah. Make sure to, you know, check us out on YouTube as well. Please subscribe and watch all these episodes uh, as we react and respond with our faces. (laughs) And if you have any questions for us or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, please email us at S-O-P-H-I-G podcast at gmail.com. Gang, gang. Um, Ooh. Yes. (laughs) Gang, gang, indeed. Um, And and for those out there who are interested in wrestling, make sure that you wrestle your demons before you get into not the, the Not the demons. That's I'm the best place to, to exercise them, actually. There it this is. This message has been approved by sophisticated ignorance. And there's that. <laughs> oh, man. So thank you all again for joining us, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye, Ruby.